1: Welcome to Hysteria. I'm Erin Ryan. With me this week, Kieran Deal. Hello, Kieran. Hi, hi, hi. And Grace Parra. Oh, guys, hi. Oh, guys, hi. Joining me this week, Alyssa Mastermonica with an update on the travesty that is the Kavanaugh confirmation hearings. And then actress and comedian Michaela Watkins joins us to discuss men who call women crazy or... Dare we say hysterical. Yes, Ben Sass, we see you. We've also got This Week in Sorry and an entire mountain range of hills will die on. Everything is on fire and bad, but we're here with you today to uh, talk about that, I guess. Last night, our girl, Ayanna Presley, unseated a longtime Democratic incumbent in Massachusetts. Um, Ayanna Presley is uh, a woman who's kind of been a rising star in the Democratic Party for a while. Some people were kind of irritated with her running against this very established progressive member of the House, but she really took him to the cleaners yesterday. Presley, Presley, Presley,
2: Presley. Yeah, yeah I saw I her. It.
1: She's great. She was, I believe, the first black woman on the Boston City Council, and she's always been just this unabashed progressive and she's like very very cool so that is exciting Mm. also if my voice sounds a little weird the always sunny premiere was last night and Mm. so i was like using bar voice oh yeah you know yeah yeah yeah. you're like trying to talk over everyone else's bar voice
2: yeah a manhattan that's a manhattan please another one (laughs) another one yeah you imagine that's your drink by the way i (laughs) I, imagine me ordering Manhattan? yeah (laughs) i do is that off is that is that off brand i feel like you would order whiskey Oh, thank well, you. Well, like whiskey neat sh-
3: or whiskey with like but two cubes of
1: ice. Manhattan's are lovely. I've no, I don't think I've ever had a Manhattan.
2: Okay, well we know what we're doing right after
1: this. It's morning.
2: <laughs> it's eight a.m. It Grace. Eight a.m. Grace. I'm just so jazzed about Ayana. <laughs>
1: yeah, I am too. I was actually I was talking to a friend about hysteria. I was talking about how like yeah, I really like hanging out with the host. It's really fun. And he goes, yeah, you guys should go out for drinks after you record. And I was like, we get done recording at like. 10 30 in the morning,
2: but okay. But okay. We'll do a little mimosa session. Yeah, time. a little mimosa session. What have you guys been up to this week? Oh, man. Well, I've been uh, moving, actually, to a new place here uh-huh. in L.A., in uh, the Beachwood Canyon area. Uh, and it's been a real, it's been a journey. It's been a real journey. I am so excited about my new place. And She moved,
3: like, four blocks. I did move, like, four <laughs> it's blocks. It's been a journey. It's, it's
2: been a real adventure. Um, it's just, like, moving into new space, you realize you need all this stuff that you just, like, a, like a, not just the dish uh rack but the thing underneath the dish rack that holds in the moisture so the water doesn't get everywhere like i didn't i forgot that i needed that yeah
1: it's like the oh yeah that section of ikea ikea (laughs) has an entire
2: section that's like
1: oh yeah Mm -hmm. i need a thing that holds my bananas or like i need a little a tray to go in my drawer of silverware
2: yeah or like the liner that goes into the drawer before you put in the tray to put in the silverware exactly. I'm, I'm also at the stage in my life where uh, I guess I take advantage of good deals. So I was at <laughs> hit up Ashley Furniture over Labor Day because those deals were unreal. And I guess I, I don't know. This is an
1: ad copy. This I know. Is this not is, not this is, ad stop.
3: Copy. Yeah, I know. I was like, stop. Grace is like, this is just my life <laughs> this now. This is
2: just
3: my life now. <laughs> I love brands. I love brands. <laughs> when you get overwhelmed, you just have to remember, like in Nepal and stuff, it's just like literally the kitchen just has like one pot, Ugh. like. one one knife and one spoon. And people make amazing food with that. I like, love yeah. that. Yeah. So it's just like, you don't, you know, every everything is, you don't need that much. Yeah. Fat.
2: I don't need four types of mustard.
3: Yeah. You don't right. need that to make bot You don't, don't, you don't, <laughs> and you, you don't, don't need the liner. Like, you don't need
1: the, yeah. you don't
3: need the liner than the tray. critters though, you know?
1: You know, the, don't
3: worry about the No, but we're about <laughs> the critters. Let, let it go. Per frozen.
1: There's a there's something so. Um, I was thinking about this this morning as I was coming in because, like I said at the top of the show, the world does seem to be a little bit on fire. Oh yeah. But yet the just kind of daily mundanity carries on. Like people are going back to school this week. I know we have a lot of teachers who listen to Hysteria. Hello, teachers. Shout out teachers. My teachers. Um, and you know it's just kind of. Even though things are like, it feels like coming, like the wheels are coming off a little bit. People are still getting up every morning and getting in their cars and driving to work and driving to school and teaching little shitheads how to be less little (laughs) shitheads. And and it's like, I don't know. I just have been I've been thinking about kind of the the little joys of mundanity (laughs) as like the Kavanaugh hearings go on. Um. So I I don't know. I think that's like kind of what I'm clinging to this week. Is like, well. I still uh, have a microwave. Like, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For,
3: for viewers at home, Erin is trembling as she says these words. <laughs> She's just trembling <laughs> in I'm, the uh, wrists.
1: I'm on the verge of tears. No, I'm just really tired. I, because um, I was out late last night, like I said, and then drinking Manhattan's. Yeah, drinking Manhattan's. And then I, um, my date took me to a taco truck, which was <gasps> like extremely nice. Which one? It's. It was
3: in Echo Park. It
1: was. Oh, I know that
2: one. El Flamen Taco. I'm not sure. (laughs) I guess I just. I'm reading
3: copy. I love We're. I love the way we're both like. he took you to a taco truck. That's a. That's no, big. Ba- yeah, I no. loved it. You like taco truck? I feel oh, like yeah. I've been to all the, the trucks, but that was so, that was very New York. Yes. And oh, he yeah. And then you took me to a taco truck. And it's <laughs> like, I love like, that, by the like, way. Like, it's so novel, like, we've never heard of the taco truck. <laughs> it is a truck full of food? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> they have them at the late night time.
1: <laughs> um, well, we've got a lot to get into today. We've got Michaela Watkins, oh. an alum of SNL, and the show Casual on Hulu, which oh. I love. She's Just- so Finished its fourth season. Yeah. But first, we've got to talk Kavanaugh with Alyssa Master Monaco. For a segment we're calling Uterus Weekly. Hi, Alyssa. Hey. Uh Alyssa, I wish that we were in the same place right now, but you are on one coast and I'm on the other. We could just kind of hug and stroke each other's hair and talk about what a travesty the Kavanaugh hearings are. And you could make
4: us a a pound cake.
1: (laughs) I love that that detail (laughs) made the little Cosmo write-up of hysteria. It was, Uh, You know what? And I'm glad I ate the pound cakes. It was fucking delicious. Oh, good. Good. See, there are good things in the world, in a world full of confirmation hearings that are kind of a travesty. Um, So yesterday, today, tomorrow, Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation hearing will continue like the alarm clock of a roommate who spends two hours every morning hitting snooze. (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> Alyssa, what did you make of day one? We're recording this at the at the beginning of day two of the confirmation yeah. hearing. So by the time our listeners hear this, there is going to have been more things that have happened. Um, But what did you make, Alyssa, of the beginning of the confirmation hearing? And uh, what do you predict will happen as it goes on? See, I have I
4: have so many feels about yesterday. So first, I thought that uh, our pal in California, Senator Kamala Harris, was the prosecutor that we know and love her to be. And, you know, I just felt like there's so, so much pomp on the first day. It's like everyone bloviates and gives their opening statement, blah, blah, blah. Everybody talks too long. and uh, But she was the one, when she started talking, I was like, God damn it, yes. Because all the Republicans were talking about the politicization the of the court, blah, blah. And she was like, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Trump is the one who said he was going to stack the court with pro-life justices and said he would overturn Roe v. Wade. Yeah. Ipso facto. (laughs) It is completely appropriate for us to drill down on whether that is actually what Kavanaugh feels. And I thought that that was such a – you know, reporters are just saying – In all of the, you know, the reporting last night and this morning, it's like, oh, Republicans still have 51. So this is all basically like, you know, a show. And it's like, doesn't matter. He still has to say what he thinks. And they still need to release those damn papers.
1: Yeah. How many pages are that were dumped right before the confirmation hearing? Like 42,000 pages? 42,000 pages.
4: pages and 500 and something documents. I can't even envision that
1: many pages in one Well, the
4: best part is that then Amy Klobuchar, she, like, jumped in on that one, and she just was like, no judge would allow a document dump 12 hours before a trial. And, you know, I think as much as they can, as the Democrats can point out, sort of the massive procedural breaches that are happening this time around, I think it helps. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, then there was this... Like when you listen to it, I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Because the one the thing that I think Democrats have been missing is the argument that really resonates with the American people. And the problem is I think that the Republicans are, you know, they've they have an argument that sort of makes sense to a lot of people, which is like, hey, Democrats. You all said you were going to vote against him You didn't before you saw any of his papers. So what the fuck difference do the papers make? Yeah. And, you know, if you're like an average bear listening in the middle of America, you're like, well, that makes good sense to me. Why does it matter? Mm-hmm. So I think that that, that that was sort of like a tactical error and that maybe Democrats should have said, we're not deciding anything
1: until we see the papers, which would have been more helpful, I think. Sure. But I think the Democrats are also in a tough spot because- the the voting base of Democrats and people that are kind of newly motivated to support Democrats out of concern for the future of their country, um, (laughs) I think what they really want is to see Democrats coming out strong. So yeah, on, on one hand, I think it would have maybe been tactically smart for them to to withhold judgment, to say they were withholding judgment, like you said. But on the other hand, like, can you imagine the response? From the public that were like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? You're reserving judgment. This is a person. The
4: progressives would have kicked the shit out of them. It's true. It's literally a no win. But like one of one of the things, though, about yesterday that like, can we just pause and say, can you imagine if, say, you or I was up to be a Supreme Court justice and we spent the better part of our opening statement talking about how good our kids were at soccer or basketball whatever the fuck sport it was yeah and how was that like and how he's a coach and his kids and his daughter she just is like 13 now I don't give a fucking shit I don't care at all and (laughs) also if you are such a soccer dad then and you're such a great dad why did you snub the father of a Parkland victim when he just wanted to shake your goddamn hand yeah like you don't get to be the dad and the dick in the
1: same day. Well, here's another thing. I always th- think it's funny when public officials try to trot out the fact that they're nice to their family, their immediate family as some kind of qualifying <laughs> right. qualifying characteristic. It's like, "Congratulations. You performed the bare minimum of being a person. Being nice. Ooh, you like your wife? Oh, wow. Congrats. <laughs> you
4: it's are" It's like us sitting there and being like, "Also, we feed our cats." daily.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't. Mine's back in New York, but she's coming out soon. (laughs) Oh, Um, Eleanor. I know. She's she's a queen. But I want to go back to something that you were saying because we're specifically, you know, trying to there's a lot to focus on here, but I want to kind of bring it to reproductive rights again. Um, because yeah. you, you brought up a really interesting point, Alyssa. You said that, you know, I want to bring up Ben Sass, first of all. Uh, oh,
4: Mr. Hysteria? Yeah. Yeah. Number one fan. Yeah.
1: He's, he, hashtag hysteria. He's given us some free publicity yesterday. <laughs> ben Sass used the word hysteria to describe reaction to uh, Kavanaugh or uh, opposition to Kavanaugh. He used that word three times yesterday in his kind of oblivious yeah. opening statement which I think is an ironic word choice since uh, and we'll get into more of it when uh, in in the personal political part of the show later. Mm-hmm. But the origin of the word hysteria is the idea that being a woman makes you insane. Like there's something about having a womb that makes you crazy. <laughs> Womb-based insanity is what hysteria <laughs> is. So it's like first of all Ben Sass like Come on, dude. Learn the the origin of sexist words because it wasn't even a sexist dog whistle. He was just like yelling sexism at a dog at that point. Yeah. (laughs) But it was also like, uh, here's something that I was thinking yesterday and I kind of tweeted as much. A lot of the people who are opposed to Kavanaugh's nomination are women who are concerned about the end of Roe. Women who are concerned about the end of Roe because they care about their own lives, the lives of other women and the future of America because a country that does not allow women to have a say over the reproductive health is a country that is is backsliding in a way that's embarrassing and 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 awful. So essentially, Ben Sass was calling women crazy yesterday. Yep. Women who oppose Kavanaugh's nomination who are saying that Kavanaugh will do the thing that Republicans are saying that Kavanaugh would do, that any judge they nominated would do, that women right. do, that that were crazy for doing that. It felt like an extreme form of just like almost cartoonish gaslighting to me. How did you feel about the Sass statement?
4: So I was, first of all, it's hard to think that No one on his staff sort of picked up. Like, all this stuff is written and vetted, and so you can't take anything as off the cuff, in my opinion, when it comes to this stuff. So he was sending a message that we're so crazy. We're crazy for being upset about this. And someone made a great point yesterday that for all the things people will say about Senator Feinstein, she's literally the only person on the committee, the only woman who remembers a world before Roe. Yeah, and like we have talked about this, and the fact that these the the, the Mister you know Ben hysterical sass uh, was talking about this, it's like, bro, like it's very very simple. A world before Roe means women died, and like just say you're cool with that. Just say that that's okay with you. Like that's a question. It's insane, but I wish that people all of the evidence, all of the science points to that fact. And yeah. so I wish that people would just be like, so Judge Kavanaugh, if you become a justice and you overturn Roe, like, you're just cool. Like, women are going to die.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and Sass's apparent ignorance of the fact that that does actually happen really betrayed the fact that he doesn't, he doesn't really notice... People who don't look like him don't live like him. because It's such
4: white privilege.
1: uh It's
4: so crazy because, like, you and I, like, we've talked about this. I know that if I were younger and actually fertile that I, no matter what the law, would be able to figure out how to get an abortion, right? Right. It's not about you and I. This is about all of the other people, all of the girls in the, in the middle of the country who have to drive, as it is right now, 1,500 miles to try to get an abortion for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. They need one. And so, you know, and Ben Sass, guess what? If one of his kids was ever in trouble, he would figure out how to help them. So this isn't about those people up on the dais.
1: Right. And, and it's also that the people that die are the people on the margins who get overlooked. Those are the people who right. die first. And those are the people that... You know, to to uh, kind of paraphrase our pal Iona Presley, um, th- they're the people closest to pain. You know, the yep. people the people on the margins are the people closest to pain and often the furthest from power. And the fact that Ben Sass seemed completely unaware of the fact that women will die and do die as a result of a lack of access to reproductive health care. Is a, is a real uh, indicator of where his head is. He, he doesn't need people on the margins because those aren't his voters. And he's counting on people, of the, people on the margins to be disempowered and to, to not uh, stand up against people like him. And, and it's just kind of a, a sad state that we're in right now. Can I tell you one thing
4: I'm looking forward to and hoping that we see today? Yes, please. So as I was lamenting all of this, and my husband, who is not on social media, does nothing, I was just howling about this this morning. And he said, well, you know, I just hope that all the Democrats ask Judge Kavanaugh about recusal. And I was like, well, wait, tell me more. And then I did some research. And I went back to Elena Kagan's hearing. And Kagan said she would and then did, as a justice, recuse herself from any cases that were before her as solicitor general in the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. And so Kavanaugh should also, and and I read something to the effect of like in the first, her first year of being justice, she actually recused herself from 25 cases. Wow. And so what would be very interesting is one, is Kavanaugh going to recuse himself from, you know, issues during the Bush administration and or from any uh, decision that would come to the Supreme Court on whether or not a president can
1: be indicted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a big question as well. And I'm sure there's going to continue to be more fireworks as this goes on, as we kind of grind toward or slouch toward Bethlehem. <laughs> um <laughs> I guess. I've been reading a lot of Joan Didion lately. Uh, you know, forgive me. But Alyssa, this is uh, this has been great as always. I wish you were here or I was there or we were in the same room. We could like beam ourselves into one studio um, because it's always a pleasure talking to you. And stay strong, keep together, and uh, we'll talk next week. XOXO. Bye. Bye. There's more hysteria after the break. Hysteria is brought to you by Viori. Tired of boring workout gear? Check out Viori. Viore's versatile and comfy products are designed to look great in and outside the gym, whether you're running, training, or even just lying on your couch, enjoying the fact that your two-year-old child is leaving you alone for five blessed minutes. I love that for Viori. You know what? That seems like a real perk of Iori. It's perfect. It's cut perfectly for lying down and just savoring a moment to be left alone. It's great. (laughs) five stars no comment 100% great that's the type that's my favorite sport the new the women's performance jogger is the softest jogger you'll ever own grab one of these new colors before they sell out and check out the women's daily legging which features a high waist drawstring tie and upgraded no slip fit all things that are absolutely essential in a legging
4: essential I love these leggings they are because you know like not everybody's the same you know so Mm -hmm. it's like I need a little bit more room around my booty so I size up a little bit, but then it's it's usually too big in my waist. And so now I just, just pull that drawstring. And I don't show, I don't show any crack when I bend over. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. See, you have your baby and I have my butt crack.
1: (laughs) (laughs) For guys, there's the men's core short, the most comfy lined athletic short out there. And the men's Sunday performance jogger. Oh my gosh, Alyssa, my brother, who I have given Viore performance gear to. Yes won an ultra marathon over the holidays. I saw that. That is so incredible. He ran 80 miles in the freezing cold. I don't think he was wearing his Viore core shorts because that would be dangerous dangerous but, but he he loves wearing them to train and uh, i'm so proud of him i'm so pr- viore played a role in his ultra marathon win uh plus viore is 100 offsetting their carbon footprint and reducing and offsetting 100 of their plastic footprint from 2019 onwards viore is an investment in your happiness for our listeners they're offering 20 percent off your first purchase get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash hysteria that's v u o r i .com/hysteria not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase but enjoy free shipping on any US orders over $75 and free returns go to fiori.com slash hysteria and discover the versatility of viori clothing
0: for over 130 years mccormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive take over taco night no matter how chaotic your day is conquer the bake sale even if you get to it last minute and craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great.
5: The Crooked store's latest collection has a clear message for anyone trying to take away abortion rights. Don't the no trespassing collection features four different designs, each inspired by a different state where abortion is under attack.
1: And we're back with Michaela Watkins. I am so excited that she's here in studio today. Hi, Michaela. Hi. Um, Ma- for having me. Oh yeah, we're so stoked that you're here. I'm um, so stoked to be here. This is such a fabulous podcast, truly.
6: Oh. Wonderful, and it has there's like a hole that was exists in podcast land, and you guys filled it.
1: Oh, that's wonderful! Thank oh, you. you. You're the
6: penises, <laughs> <and>
1: dildos <laughs> of the podcast. Well, you know that's that's <laughs> that's the that's cure for hysteria. Did you know? Just a dildo, <laughs> straight up dicks. I'm glad we've, we're getting right into dicks. <laughs> Um but first I kind of want to, you know, listeners if you're not familiar with Michaela's work, um she was a star in Hulu's Casual, which is a show that I love. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you watched it. that such a wonderful, great show and your performance is wonderful. My oh, thank you. I knew that I loved the show in season 1 when your character goes home with a guy that is way younger mm-hmm. and in the morning wakes up and like folds his clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and then sends him a text that's like, I folded your laundry or something like that. <laughs> Anyway, it's an adorable show, and i I really loved it oh so. thank you it's It's such incredible writers yeah, yeah. so i, I it just ended after four seasons mm-hmm. right um, how do you feel about that like what's next?
6: oh, um, a bunch of stuff is next you know i haven't i started now i'm like dating you know i'm <laughs> I'm actor dating, so yeah. I've done a bunch of things but uh I don't know if I'm ever gonna have a great love anytime soon, like casual was. Actor
3: mm-hmm. dating means dating other actors, or does that mean looking for a project?
6: No, it <laughs> means like I'm like I'm guesting on this thing and I'm oh, guesting on oh, that, okay. or I'm not to committing. Work date, anyone? Work project, okay, yeah. I did this movie right, that right. nobody's gonna see. Mm-hmm. You know that right. kind of
1: thing. acting like a real <laughs> slut. Yeah. Yeah. slut so you're a whore. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I'm an actor whore. Huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, I can't wait to see what what comes next, and you know, honestly, in my experience, when you're not looking, love finds you. So, you oh, know, there uh-huh. you
2: go. Okay. <laughs> and if you are looking, you're fucked. So, yeah. wow, Grace. Wow. <laughs> dark, no, that
6: dark. Actually, not looking is like the most attractive thing an actor can be, probably. Just like in dating, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'll just. That's uh, how yeah. I got my husband. Yeah, I told him I wanted to. I I told him I forgot to be a slut, and I only wanted a fling. And he was like, "I must have you." <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is a great husband impression. <laughs> <laughs> I must have you. <laughs> um, so, Michaela, I'm really glad you're here for this uh, segment of the show. We call it personal political, and it's just sort of like news stories get us thinking about things that affect women's daily lives. You listen to the podcast, you know the drill. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of the the bee that's in my bonnet today. There's always a B. Mm. During Brett Kavanaugh's hearing yesterday, uh, Nebraska Senator Ben Sass called uh, criticism of the nomination hysteria. Um, so this is this is the quote. People are going to pretend that Americans have no historical memory and supposedly there haven't been screaming protesters saying women are going to die at every hearing for decades. The fact that the hysteria has nothing to do with Kavanaugh means that we should ask, what's the hysteria coming from? The hysteria around Supreme Court confirmation hearings is coming from the fact that we have fundamental misunderstanding of the role of the Supreme Court in America, American life now.
3: So uh, let's take a moment. And get into some sass puns. Yeah, that's okay. Just yeah, me? just me. <laughs> so nobody's interested. You know, sass oppress, sass oppress, sass sasshole, yeah, asshole, He's a
1: real asshole. He's a real, he's a real, he's a real Ben asshole. So let's let's go into the origin of the word hysteria. Like when we picked the name hysteria for this podcast, it was meant to be kind of a wink. Like, hey guys, like this is what. People call women, or this is what people call it when women have strong opinions about things, and we're reclaiming it. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. apparently, some people uh, didn't get the memo mm-hmm. that this is kind of an old-timey sexist insult. Um, people used to think in ancient Greece that the uterus was the origin of all disease, mm-hmm. and uh, they also believed that the, a wandering uterus caused women to go crazy. Later, where do
3: they think it goes? I don't know, all up and down the body. It drives cross country, <laughs> yeah. It goes on a wild road trip through your body. Like, they used to give you like smelling salts, mm. so it'd be like they'd put shitty odors by your face, right? And to then... remind your uterus to be down down there, yeah, yeah. And then they'd put the good smells by your genitals, oh. it'd be like to coax to the uterus, it. yeah, to lure it back. Oh yeah. my god, wait, like they
2: would give you shitty smells near your.
3: Yeah, the bad nose? odor would be near the nose
2: when, you, Why? when
3: you'd start to
6: pass out to bring you probably to your quote-unquote senses. I
2: uh, um, I always thought that smelling salts were supposed to be good and exciting and like I think the, the smelling salts are a different thing. Yeah. It's like
3: this is this is like because if your uterus is up by your shoulder blade, you, gotta push you know, it down. it's like get it you got to get it back down gotcha. there.
5: Okay.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, well the actual term hysteria. So the Greeks had these these real Real
1: wild ideas about what, how women went crazy. Uh, the actual term hysteria emerged during the medieval witch trials, mm. um, which is funny because we're in the midst of a witch hunt right now, yeah, right? We
2: are.
1: <laughs> Where we keep finding witches, real witches. <laughs> They, uh, there were diagnoses of hysteria that persisted through the 19th century, especially uh, for women who found themselves to be a part of the suffragist and feminist movements. Mm-hmm. So basically, if you're a woman who wasn't behaving correctly, it was because your womb was making you crazy. It's because you're a witch. Yeah, mm-hmm. or yeah. a witch maybe, mm-hmm. but like that sounds awesome.
6: You know, and also you were sort of a witch if you didn't want to be controlled or you didn't want to be murdered. That kind of made you a witch too. Yeah. God forbid. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Opinions I mean, make you a witch.
6: Right. Those make you a witch.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Opinions <laughs> make you a witch. I think that's the episode title. Opinions make you a witch. I
6: learned so much today.
1: So, <laughs> so here's the the really wild thing about hysteria and the fact that a sitting U.S. senator from from Nebraska, a great state with a shitty senator, um, hysteria was classified as a mental disorder and it wasn't declassified by the American psychiatric association until the 1950s it was a real wow. it was yeah. a real
6: mental disorder well they had they had other disorders to deal with So many. It was just kept moving down the list. (laughs) They just kept giving it salt to to push it down. Yeah, get to it. It's just gonna. It's just we're just gonna
2: move it down the list. So there are people (laughs) alive today who might have been diagnosed with hysteria. Hysteria. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in the 1950s or or before. I like that we're reviving that when their uterus went on rumspringer
1: Uterine rum spring up. That sounds like a really bad like thrash metal album. <laughs> Uterine rum I wanted to to kind of talk though about how, you know, hysteria is like the most gendered and obvious thing, but there are a lot of men try to shut women up by calling them crazy all the time. Mm-hmm. Um what are some – I am I was just thinking, you know, other words that they use, like crazy is one, uh, what, calm down. Mm-hmm. You know, what are some other things that you think men fling at women to try to tell them that they're being insane, which is when they're not
2: being insane. I mean, insane, honestly, yeah, insane used quite a bit. Um, emotional, I mean, overly emotional. Yeah.
6: Crazy is sort of the go-to. I mean, that's, like, the catch-all, I think, for every woman. And any time, you know, in my 20s and then before I wised up in my 30s, like, when I – When I had a boyfriend who was either cheating on me or wanted to, the girl or the woman that he had his eyes on was always, quote-unquote, crazy. So if I said, Mm -hmm. what's going on with so-and-so, he'd say, oh, her? She's crazy. Mm -hmm. And that's like, you dismiss her because I've just labeled her a crazy person. And Mm -hmm. then for some reason, that sated me. I was like, oh, uh, she is crazy mm-hmm. She cannot, she's not a threat she's not a threat because I'm not crazy and I would and so therefore she's and so I would always say to people whenever you know and I love to listen to people's problems and I love to give advice yeah. and so when <laughs> <laughs> so when people I did make a, a deal that with myself that I wasn't going to give advice that wasn't asked for anymore but um but when people would say, you know, I'm dating this guy, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and I say, well, what's up with the ex or something? And they go, oh, apparently she's crazy. I go, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Really? <laughs> no, she's not. I go, and not only that, ask yourself why she might be crazy. 99%, probably he made her crazy. Mm-hmm. And what is crazy? I mean... He might have been gas. I mean, I've been, yeah. I've been on the side of that. I'm sure. I, maybe I'm the crazy ex. You know, for all I know, that I've been labeled that to sort of calm and placate. You know, a, a new person, the future crazy, the future, mm-hmm. the future crazy. And it, it I, 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 it, that word, like, oh, she's crazy, just makes me. Mental, like <laughs> I,
2: it makes me crazy. Yeah. yeah. I okay. So a couple thoughts on that. First of all, shout out to the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which I think has been a kind of tongue-in-cheek, yeah. nod, uh, its own wink. Rachel Bloom's own wink. Rachel Bloom the... is fantastic. She's fantastic. She's mm-hmm. fantastic. But I think that that's that's like a real uh, attempt to reclaim the word too, because yeah, there's that that phrase Crazy Ex-Girlfriend mm-hmm. is consistent. Um, the second thing that I'll say is I think there is a difference between chronic crazy mm-hmm. and acute crazy, mm-hmm. and the reality <laughs> is,
3: <laughs> yeah. I, Grace is like, as someone who has been labeled crazy many a time. Let me just break it down for
2: you. I think, that, cause, okay, so so I, I talked earlier about the fact that this past weekend I was moving into a new place. My boyfriend's very exciting. But, you know, it, it can be stressful at times when you're like just doing all the shit that it requires to, mm-hmm. be, you know, move. And, uh, and and I realized at some point after we'd gone like maybe eight or nine hours without eating and we're exhausted and we got a U-Haul to move furniture in, I kind of, I lost it a little bit. I was just like, oh, and I, I got a little mad. And I took a step back and I was like, is that me or is that... The the situation mm-hmm. is it also possible that it's fucking PMS mm-hmm. and the reality is that my hormones do spike during that time mm-hmm. they do for all of us mm-hmm. so it's interesting that like with label crazy sometimes we do get a little crazy but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that we're chronically crazy it just means that there's an emotional spike that happens when you're a woman mm-hmm. especially if you're on birth control especially if there's certain things that you're taking mm-hmm. that spike and 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 what I think is interesting is we're not acknowledging those normal spikes that happen as women yeah or, but i
1: also think that like there's I think that there's something really fucked about the fact that this kind of version of masculinity gets to dictate what is socially acceptable Mm -hmm. to express. Like, manhood is supposed to be this kind of, the only emotion you express is, like, wall-punching anger after you miss a layup. Like, you can't, you don't get to express anything. And so when a woman in any way is emotional in a way that is not only in the sort of, like, masculine anger that men have decided is, is acceptable, that's... Then we're crazy. I, I don't like using the word like hysterical, crazy, whatever. Mm-hmm. I also think that, I think that female intuition is a real thing. Oh, yeah. and, and I think that sometimes we're reacting to. Wait, something... are we? we are, so we're witches. We are. Witches. We are witches. We're witches oh, for okay. sure. We're okay. so okay. powerful that we are magic. No, but we are. <laughs> we're actual witches. But we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that uh, sometimes we come to conclusions that are not based on things that we can that are that are actually concrete. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it's like I have a feeling that something is off Mm -hmm. right now. And I can't put my finger on why, Mm -hmm. and I can't explain what it is. And I think that a man, or a person, seeing somebody reacting to something that can't be articulated will use that, it's like, well then that can't be true. That has to be something you made up. But Mm -hmm.
3: how gendered is that? Because it's like going with the gut. You know, yeah. like George well, when you're w- a dude. Yeah. A- George W. Bush was very famous for being like, a think with my gut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and I was like, yeah. You got to learn to read. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Also, please read the facts. Please read it also. Both Anna, but it was yeah. like he was like the gut. It's all about mm-hmm. the gut or like like the idea of like emotional like or testosterone making you angry or yeah, having yeah. hormones. It's also like everyone's a person. Yeah. Like everyone's going to have totally. like going to have a range of hormones and neurotransmitters in their body at any given point and and will experience a range of emotions regardless of their gender. I just want to say one thing. It's so interesting that the girlfriend, Michaela, in Mm -hmm. your case Mm -hmm. is the one who's crazy as opposed to you being the one who's crazy for accusing... The um the boyfriend. That's of, good
1: strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm
3: mm-hmm. sure that if I had not like just taken taken
6: his, you know, word of value, that I I'm sure that I would have. That you know, I'm mm-hmm. sure that if I had harped on it, I'm sure if I had, you know, come back around, if I had recalled the request to, you know, are you sure? Uh, then it's like. Don't be crazy, right. you know. Right. Then, then, then. Oh no, I'm the one who's crazy, and that could—that's the and worst yeah, fate to befall you. Yeah, I, I can't be the crazy one. I'm the one in the in the relationship at the moment, um, so I'm not. The, I, listen, here's the thing: I'm in my forties right now, and I was so blind in my twenties in a way that you guys aren't, and and may never be. And I am so envious because. All I wanted to do then was to be normal and to fit in. And that's not what you subscribe to anymore. Young Mm -hmm. women, you know, in their 20s, millennials and whomever. Like, it's so, and I don't mean to sit here and be (laughs) like, I'm not even saying this as like, I'm some old crow who's telling you what's what. I'm saying it from the other end where I sit here and go, I feel... Like, I'm 25 right now because mm. everything is feels really new to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ways that I get angry at this, at, you know, at SAS using hysteria over and over and over again and silencing women with it, women who are saying, wait, we don't want to die. We don't want our mothers, our sisters, ourselves, our daughters to die. 25,000 whatever it is a year, you know, who who would die or, you know, from backroom abortions. We don't want that. And you're calling us hysterical. Let me try taking your, you know, how about common sense gun laws? You want to see hysteria? Yeah. You know, how about, oh, I don't know. What if we took away your driver's license? (laughs) You want to see hysteria? Mm -hmm. Shut up. Mm -hmm. This kind of anger is something that I, it always was bubbling and always there. And right now, just like you and everybody else, it's just like coming up as if, as if I'm a young woman
1: who's suddenly going, wait, the world's not fair, you know? I mean, I've been thinking about that a lot, too, and a lot of women of all ages that I've talked to are feeling this kind of new, like, it's almost like a vomit of rage, Mm -hmm. where it's just like all the time you're just kind of like, I am on the verge of puking out rage right now.
6: This is uh, something that I told my husband the other day. I remember sitting in high school in, uh, you know, such-and-such history class, And hearing, you know, reading about men and men and men and men and men and and thinking, God, there's just no women, you know, to draw any of these stories from. And then I remember having this actual thought. Well, I guess it stands to reason that they would make all the policy and do everything because I I would never want to fight a war. I would never want to shoot anybody. I'd never want to pick up a musket (laughs) or a gun or a knife. I never want to be in the trenches. Therefore, I probably don't, because I'm not brave enough to go fight a war, I don't get to make the rules. Mm -hmm. Instead of thinking, maybe if women made the rules, there wouldn't be a war. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, it didn't even occur to me, you know? Yeah,
3: yeah. But that's conditioning. So Uh much of that is conditioning. And the idea of what you said about, you know, the idea that, like, rage is bubbling up now, I think there's been a lot of stuff since November You know, where people feel more likely to be angry about a certain set of circumstances or the way they're treated behaviorally. But I just wanted to just I thought this might be interesting. It's like when I was talking to that sexual harassment expert, Nancy Baker, she described being crazy as when your external reality And your internal experience don't match. Mm -hmm. So when your internal reality is like, hey, this doesn't feel good. Like, I don't feel good about what's happening. Mm -hmm. Somebody's not treating me well. Mm -hmm. But then the external reality is like people around you are like, God, it's in your head. You're fine. What are you talking about? That Mm -hmm. is the definition of crazy making -making for anyone. Yeah. So
1: true. Yeah. 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 I mean, here's here's something that I'm kind of hopeful about, though, you know, bringing it kind of back to policy and politics you know, generic ballots across the country are showing that Republicans are in big trouble. And every time somebody like Ben Sass or, you know, anybody who calls women hysterical or tries to mm-hmm. tell us that we're being crazy by mm-hmm. not wanting to die or not wanting women or people to die, I think that they overestimate how many white men there are. I think that they're going to run out of white men. And there are a lot of, uh, a lot of women and people of color who maybe sat things out who are now kind of feeling motivated because i mean
6: i really hope you're right i just feel like there's such a mentality for groupthink you know yeah Mm -hmm. just recently i was in a van with a with a with a driver and you know we drive to and from set and i was telling him how i was just really heartbroken about you know what's happening at our borders Mm -hmm. uh child separation um just poverty in general uh the 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 crisis we're having with uh, fentanyl and 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 everything there, and he just said to me, you know and 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 I was in Canada, Toronto, very diverse place, and I was I was lamenting about how wonderful and diverse and how harmonious that city seems to be, and he started to explain to me because he felt like I'm a I'm an older white man, so I can tell you why you shouldn't feel sad for anybody, and. And I didn't in the car because, one, I was in a van with a man <laughs> who was driving me in, in a city that I didn't know. But um, I just sat there quietly while he told me why I shouldn't feel the way that I feel. Mm. And the fact that he even thought, well, this is my opportunity to I, – I, I'm giving you a gift right now mm-hmm. by calming your precious, delicate little nerves. And I got out of the van and I couldn't sleep that night because what I wanted to say was, don't tell me how I feel. I know how I feel and I feel good about the way I feel. I'm glad that I care about other people. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that I have compassion. I don't want to change and I don't need you to tell me why I should. Mm-hmm. And and it just like the rage
2: kept me up all night. Yeah, that that's, that's incredible That's why I think being called crazy Is something we can lean into mm-hmm. Why not? Why not fucking be crazy yeah. And embrace it and accept that it's part of who we are And that's not a bad thing Second I will say, I'm Mexican, grew up with Mexican parents mm-hmm. Latin American culture is a lot More emotional and I think that's a big Difference between the Mexican and the American Side of the way that I've grown up Because my mother never held back And my dad accepted the fact that my mom was going to have those moments of emotion And rather than say like you're a crazy bitch He mm-hmm. would say you're a crazy bitch but I understand <laughs> and I think that that's something that that to go back to, to your point about the separation of families at the border and this xenophobia that's increasing in the country, when we shut out people from different cultures, we diminish the chance that we will learn from other cultures and this is a place where I think that that white America could really learn specifically from Latin Americans mm-hmm. and from and from Mexicans Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's something that yeah so so maybe that's also part of why I I feel like with the word crazy yeah yeah we all feel it and maybe yeah. it's acute maybe it's chronic who knows but lean into it yeah I mean what you were saying Michaela
1: and Grace uh, reminds me a little bit of like Kind of the calls to civility discussion Mm -hmm. where it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, let's all be polite. Let's all be like people want to people in power, want to be able to just push people around and Mm -hmm. fuck with them. And then whenever you're like, stop fucking with me, Mm -hmm. it, it. The it's like no, no, shift. no. You no, no, no. Yeah. Calm down, calm down, yeah. calm down. It's mm-hmm. like well, you can't win a game if they're in charge of everything and you're not allowed to in any way circumvent their rules. Or maybe just tell us when are we allowed to be mad?
3: Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm. Do you wanna? Do you wanna? Should we just like have a you know, just hand out a little
2: uh, brochure that tells us <laughs> women
6: when we're allowed to
2: be angry? Yeah. Cause, uh... Is it like a, at uh, at uh, the uh, Brazilian steak restaurants where you just have a little like a green for go and then a red for stop? If, yeah. if I'm on green, am I allowed to be angry? Would you like a great medium rare <laughs> just...
1: rage? Yeah. Just yeah. slice <laughs> it onto your plate in a in a little in a pile, and the
2: juices are just gathering underneath exactly. it. Exactly,
3: exactly. I want I... bacon wrapped rage. <laughs>
2: This episode of Hysteria brought to you by Fogo de Chow. Bacon-wrapped rage.
1: <laughs> um, well, this has been an incredible conversation, but we have to move on to the weekend. sorry because a lot of people were sorry this oh, week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but first, we've got to take a break. and we come back, Sorry's
0: For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna. To keep her secret recipe alive take over taco night no matter how chaotic your day is conquer the bake sale even if you get to it last minute and craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday because with McCormick by your side it's gonna be great
5: The Crooked Store's latest collection has a clear message for anyone trying to take away abortion rights don't. The No Trespassing Collection features four different designs, each inspired by a different state where abortion is under attack. There's Stay Out of My Swamp for Florida, Stay Out of My Hole for Arizona, Stay Out of My Prickly Pear for Texas, and Stay Out of My Strip for Nevada. But obviously, I'll be wearing these no matter where I am. A portion of proceeds from the collection will go to Vote Save America's F Bands, the Fight Back Fund, which currently is supporting abortion rights organizations across Arizona, Nevada, and Florida. Head to crookedcom store to shop.
7: enjoy your edible <laughs> legal disclaimer paid for by vote, save America, votesaveamerica.com, not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee.
1: And we're back with the week. And sorry women, we apologize too much. Sorry. Mm. Uh, but that makes us experts on when people mean it and when people don't mean it and when people deserve forgiveness and when people deserve to go through the rest of their lives without love or human companionship. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Kieran has been sobbing a lot. Yeah, though, we know
1: it's a sad episode. Yeah, um, it's, sad- it's let's let's go first to our pal.
2: I don't know why she's our pal, but she seems like she'd be a pal. Ariana Grande, Great. She's she's a pal for sure. So Aretha Franklin passed away this past week. Incredibly sad. She's she just leaves behind a legacy that I think is is untouchable. And of course, a dude has to make it all about him. Pastor Charles H. Ellis. Popped on stage at at uh, Aretha's... Uh, homegoing. Homegoing, yes, her, her homegoing. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were a number of performers who gave speeches and who sang, and Ariana Grande was one of these um, singers who came up and did uh, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman, one of my Aretha favorites. And uh, as, as Ariana was leaving the stage, uh, Pastor Ellis called her back to the stage to applaud her performance, to confess that he was unaware of her work, Saying when I saw Ariana Grande at the program, I thought that was a new something at Taco Bell. Okay, so got this, got this. Not only that, but there's photographic evidence of him, him pulling at her Taco closer, Bell. <laughs> him at Taco Bell, <laughs> looking very confused and wondering where the Ariana Grande is, um, pulling in Ariana closer and very clearly and visibly groping the side of her breast. Side boob. It was a Side boob. Like it's real explicit. And when I heard about this first because my mom called me and she was like, did you hear about this pastor who called Ariana Grande the sexy taco? And I was like, No, what? I looked it up, and then I found out this what it was, which is, I think, honestly, a great uh, com- a culmination of what this whole story is. Mm-hmm. So I think he has since apologized by saying, Maybe he has since apologized by saying, Maybe I crossed the border, maybe I was too friendly or familiar. But again, I apologize. Isn't make a run for the border, an old Taco Bell. Yeah, what's slogan? with the taco? Is he like, is he in like Big Taco Bell? What's going on with I don't that? I um, This is this is just like, man, we're all here trying to celebrate the legacy of this incredible woman. Let's be, let's do that. That, you know, just and just don't get touchy with 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 young women women, and then call it like an accident. It's just clearly not.
1: Yeah. Also, if you say maybe in an
3: apology, that's not an apology.
1: That's not an
2: apology.
3: Maybe is not a great word. The other thing is, if you watch the zoomed in footage, it's like after he makes the joke, I can forgive the joke because that, like, I mean, that's the comedian in me gets upset about that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm, I'm like, I'm like less upset for you know our young honor grande's career and more upset that it's like he's just bad at writing mm-hmm. jokes <laughs> like that's um, that's the real tragedy there okay so but so maybe we can forgive that but when he says it and then that gets a laugh do you know what i mean then it's like he really squeezes her in and if mm-hmm. you watch like the zoomed in footage he's like he's like really and now i'm uh, massaging just the side of my own herself. boob
2: i love it yeah and it. it's like
3: he's really going for it uh, it's like yeah. in this like moment that's televised nationally. It's wild.
6: Yeah. But, like, also let's roll back the footage just like a tiny bit further back, which is the entitlement of a man who, even though Ariana Grande is like invited to sing one of her most iconic songs, mm-hmm. right? It, he hasn't heard of her right, and right. therefore needs to stop the show because. He hasn't heard like right. Obviously, That's... she has a place on that stage, but because he hasn't heard of her, then he's like, "Wait a minute!" And then he, you know, get out here, and he's licking his chops like he's, <laughs> you know, in a Bugs Bunny cartoon on a canoe, and she's a roast chicken, <laughs> and he hasn't like eaten she, like he's air in weeks, and he's just like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> "Come out here! This is look at this juicy, nice, yummy." delicious dish on the taco bell menu yum yum can't wait to get my you know mitts on this and just sink my teeth into her yum look everybody look look what i have yeah look what i you know can embrace and touch and it's mine because i just discovered it and it's it's really adorable.
5: <laughs> that meme
3: definitely needs to be remade with like Ariana Grande as a roast chicken yes. and this pastor as like Bugs Bunny, just like eyes bugging out of his head. Please, someone make that. Uh, so,
1: <laughs> Apolo- apology not accepted. That was like I feel like anybody who did that, who behaved that way, which Michaela so so uh, detailed in a detailed manner, spelled out. It was eloquent. Uh, yeah, it was Brilliant. great. Looking. It was yeah. beautiful. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is yeah, it was it was great. But I think I anybody that anybody that does that is not going to ever get it. Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. think, I think it's too far gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Poopy diaper, poopy diaper on him. (laughs) Let's move on to our final
3: apology of the day. Kieran, you want to fire it up? Sure. This is a Texas doctor says that the pay gap for female physicians is fair because they quote unquote do not work as hard. I'm listening. Ah, yes. Yeah. That's what it is. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure that this isn't going to be incendiary for this group at all. You know. <laughs> just glaze right over this one. Sounds great. <laughs> right, easy. I easy feel, peasy. I just feel love like, like Oh. Everyone's sharpening oh, their oh. knives. <laughs> Tell <this> me more. <laughs> <sir>. <laughs>
1: Sometimes I feel like when somebody is about to have a really bad opinion I want to
3: have like a bubble pipe It just seems. Oh, really? Really? And an easy chair that just like flies in, comes out of nowhere, and then you're just like sitting in it, and all of a sudden you're just like blowing bubbles. Tell me more.
2: I want a massive hoop skirt that I shift from one side of my crossed legs to the other. (laughs) And I should like a big cat
3: that I can (laughs) pet.
1: Oh, really? oh, yes. purr, purr. <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: Well, I think we've made our point. <laughs> You're like, do you even want to hear what this guy said? No, no, oh, it's fine. <laughs> so he's, a, he's a North Texas doctor. So, Grace, I hold you personally responsible. Fair. <laughs> Dr. Gary Tidges, um, he made news earlier this week over derogatory comments about female physicians in the Dallas Medical Journal. So this is the this is the quote. He said, yes, there, so there was, essentially, there was a section. There's a section in the Dallas Medical Journal where they're giving, like, kind of, like, bright ideas or, like, great opinions. It was something labeled like that. And then this was his opinion. He goes, yes, there is a pay gap. Female physicians do not work as hard and do not see as many patients as male physicians. This is because they choose to or they simply don't want to be rushed or they don't want to work the long hours. Most of the time, their priority is something else. Family, social, whatever. (laughs) Whatever was one of my favorite parts of this. Nothing needs to be done about this unless female physicians... Whatever is that complaining club that everybody belongs
6: to.
2: Yeah. 100%. Go to your (laughs)
3: complaining club. (laughs) Whatever.
6: Drink
2: your white wine, spritzers.
3: (laughs) Nothing needs to be done about this unless female physicians actually want to work harder and put in the hours. If not, they should be paid less. That is fair. So, obviously, um, this he, he apologized, and this was on CBS News, and obviously this got a huge backlash on social media, and people who were physicians were tweeting at him and saying, I, this is how many patients I see a day, and I also look after a child, etc., etc., etc. So, to me, I mean... Oh yeah, soft pass on this one. He's just doing his best um, <laughs> with my cat. No, not. It's obviously I, when somebody's this tone deaf. Part of me is just like, your life won't last forever. <laughs> like, you're gonna be one of those that dies. Yeah, yeah. You're you're probably it's, one of those mortals. One of those
2: mortals. I, yeah. I, my 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 thought here is like, what's what's an underlying um, upsetting element here is to imply that wanting to prioritize work and family and, like, having a life outside of work is somehow bad. Mm -hmm. That it's somehow... Uh, more appropriate or more acceptable, more a- ambitious, more uh, exciting to have a life that is all work. Yeah. Um, you know, there is—I don't know if you guys read the Aspen Institute, but there was this great article that came out in yesterday's Aspen Institute about the uh, work-life balance and how ultimately it's extremely detrimental to your health if you—if all you do is work. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk being an example of somebody who's kind of spoken outwardly about how how terrible his like work-life balance is, and how yeah, much... that man is not having a good year. Yeah, no, he's no. not having a good year, but he is also kind of a shit. Fest. So, um, <laughs> but 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 the but the reality is like there there uh, I hate that this implies that for a woman or for a man to want to have a life filled with family and friends and love outside of work that that's somehow bad and yeah. that somehow means that you should be paid less because you deign to go at home after <laughs> work and have dinner with your that family in
6: any way that there's a gender line yes. about who does that. Yeah. I'm sorry, and also I should say God bless an electric car. I mean, I'm so fortunate. The man who's making them is uh, is crazy. Amazing and <laughs> hysterical, yes. but, um, but, uh, he, but it's, uh, yeah, we need more electric cars. Anyway, um, <laughs> I said that, but, but it's just amazing because I have a doctor that, I mean, I could be on fire and he's like somewhere. So, yeah. you know, I, it, there's, there's no, I, I, I find that there, my female doctors have been the most attentive mm-hmm. and the fact that we even have to like, have a conversation about what this guy said, mm-hmm. just sc- shows you how screwed up the internet is, you know, yeah, that we even have to sit here and have a conversation about how stupid what he said is, and also what the fact that this man is of the world of science and medicine, and this mm-hmm. is his deduction, makes me scared for all of his patients mm-hmm. <laughs> that they would go in there and mm-hmm. and, be, and mm-hmm. say like you know my I have trouble when I breathe, you know, and he would probably say, well, maybe if you didn't spend all your time trying to breathe. <laughs> like, that's what I feel like this man's brain does.
1: Yeah, I mean, it does seem like he's kind of advocating for being a shitty dad. He's no, like, you sure. should just work all the time and never see your family. Yeah, yeah. Be a shitty dad
3: and a great doctor. And he's also
6: condemning good female doctors who sit and listen and take time
3: with their patients. Yeah, so yeah There's yeah. also that incredible double standard of, like, Kavanaugh is, like, and the softball team, and, like, look at how I look after them, my and, like, the coaching, I'm and there. my daughters, I'm there, and it's like, oh, wow, he's so good at everything, whereas it's like, how dare she, you know, like, that paradox that I think that— you know, women go home and take naps. Right. That's mm-hmm. what they do
6: after work. They go home, and they don't like, pay any do... attention to their lives How
3: all. do you know me so well? <laughs> oh, my God, she gets me. Oh, wow. man. Oh. Well, Dr. Tidges
1: uh, sucks. <laughs> but we're at the part where we talk about the hills we'll die on, Ladies, you ready to talk about the hills you're going to die on this week? Erin, I am so ready. (sighs) I'm really excited. Michaela, you were talking about cartoons. You're talking about, like, Mm -hmm. uh, cartoon eating. uh, You know what? I'm not going to try to replicate it. But I was thinking about Looney Tunes, and I really love Looney Tunes now. Mm -hmm. Like, as an adult, they're a real treat. To watch, and when I go back and I watch them to kind of like unwind, uh, one of the things that I realized is that they play a lot of classical music in Looney Tunes, and mm-hmm. I think for an entire generation that was like the introduction to classical music. So that is the hill I'll die on. I actually think Looney Tunes are kind of high culture.
0: Mm. Ooh, yeah. I agree.
1: Yeah,
6: I agree. It's really it's 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 stealthy, amazing, uh-huh. and writing. World
1: War II era propaganda. Looney Tunes are smart AF. Really? No, they're just. Bananas.
2: Bananas. Yeah, they're just
1: bananas. Anyway, Grace, what's your hill?
2: Okay, I've been thinking long and hard about this because my hill is one that involves a little bit of uh, woman hating, woman-on-woman woman hate. Mm. Uh-oh. But I'm going to do it. Uh-oh. Wow. My very least favorite scene in cinematic history is a scene that has not only ruined an actress for me, but also ruined a song. Uh-oh. I'm so and that is- I'm, I'm like- sweating. I want to know what it is. I know, I know. <laughs> <it> <laughs> It's a little movie called 13 Going on 30. And it's a little scene where Jennifer Garner <laughs> does a lip sync to Pat Benatar's Love is a Battlefield. And I don't know if you guys have seen it, but no. it is a debortion. <laughs> it is a, an abortion that happens that should also be a deportation. I don't know that I got that. It's a portmanteau that I'm working on. What? <laughs> it is the worst <laughs> thing have... is a word you made up? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have a lot of time at Ashley Furniture oh, looking my... at deals. Um, <laughs> it is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Jennifer Garner, why, why, why? 13 going on 30, why? I don't mind Love is a Battlefield. It's a great song. This scene, it ruins it. She's dancing around with a group of 13-year-olds, and she literally starts a scene by speak-saying, we are young, heartache to heartache. And then the song swells, and they're lip syncing. It's awful. It's <laughs> off. And Twitter, come at me with this. Actually, two things. Twitter, come at me with this. Second, <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to know if there's an overlap. I, I, I'm sure there is between crooked, uh, crooked pods. So we here at Hysteria obviously love our, our compatriots that keep it podcast. Louis Vertel is a friend of mine who is like the – he defines pop culture aficionado. Mm-hmm. I want him to tell me what he thinks. About Jennifer Garner as a career, and then also uh, Jennifer Garner in 13 on 30, uh, 13 going on 30, because I think it's terrible. Uh, <laughs> that's the hill that I'm gonna die on, and uh, I hope I never see that scene again. You I actually... are dying hard with a vengeance. This yeah, week. I, am. yeah I am.
3: Almost a little Blaise crazy. Oh, <laughs> a little Where crazy. Salts. Getting a little, yeah, getting a little, <laughs> gotta put the good salts. Push that womb. That's right, down. put the good salts by your genitals. You're acting hysterical. Yeah. (laughs) Now I want to see it. I think women are
6: always put into like awkward situations where they're like, where the writer's like, well, I don't know, what do women like to do? Maybe just, well, just have them dance. Yep, yep, (laughs) yep, yep, yep. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> All the actresses are like, okay, yeah, are we ready? <laughs> uh,
3: shoot the scene where I dance and sing. Uh, <laughs> I am neither of these things. I'm neither a singer nor a dancer, but yeah, sure. <laughs> Not a pillow
6: let, fight. Me, let me do on camera the only thing we ever do alone in our bedroom without yep. anybody else yep. around. Yep. Okay, ready? Yep. Are we
2: rolling? <laughs> dance and sing time. I want to please so badly.
3: <laughs> okay, Karen, what's your hell? Um, God, I was between two this week. I mean, listening to Grace's Passion. I, I really, I'm going to say this. I really dislike loud talkers. Mm. Oh, God. I'm with you on that. It's, it's like, and maybe this is because, you know, I grew up in an Indian family and we were constantly paranoid about surveillance. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's not how I thought that sentence would end. Yeah, but it's like, why,
3: like, I, like, we're at brunch and you're just going to just be like, and then my boyfriend said, shut the fuck up. You don't know who's sitting next to you. I I have listened to entire... Like I was watching two people yesterday like flirt at a restaurant and then talk about how everyone else was like stupid and like should be deported. And I was like, I'm also here. Mm-hmm. Like you you don't know mm. that now a lot of people might know that you're terrible and I should have t- taken a, a picture of you, you know? <laughs> like don't be like don't be loud with your shitty opinions. Keep that private to the people you can trust. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Agreed. Agreed. I, I'm with you. Michaela, do you have a hill that you're willing to die on? I
1: have week?
6: like a hundred hills. <laughs> I've narrowed <laughs> it down to three. <laughs> should I just roll them?
1: Just roll them, yeah. Okay. You get three because I don't them. know.
6: Maybe you guys have talked about this because it's just it's obvious. Shishito peppers as an appetizer. Like, should we get some for the table? It's like, no. <laughs> and, and never. And everybody's like, ooh, did you get, ooh, yum. And everybody hands in there. And you're like, it's an ingredient. <laughs> you're eating one part of a of a shitty dish <laughs> which is like if i had shishito peppers i would be pulling them out of something <laughs> So, you know, it, it, just don't, it, stop pretending it's like a delightful appetizer. Somebody was just like, I don't know. I don't have any food. Mm-hmm. Just uh, well, lightly <laughs> char it. And then, ugh, shishitos. It, it's terrible.
2: Throw it's some shitty. bonito flakes and it'll be fine. Yeah, gross.
6: No. Nobody uh, likes it. Nobody wants it. Okay. Everybody pretends they do because they're just like hot peppers. I'm spicy and fun. <laughs> no, you're not. It's a terrible appetizer. Um the second thing is uh, real fast soup for breakfast. I don't know why people don't have on the menu a hot bowl of broth. Okay, I want <laughs> it's the first. Thing, it's the first thing I want in my body in the morning is a savory broth. Okay, I don't know why it's not there. The third thing is what I feel the most strongly about, and this is a little banal because I'm sure we've all tread this, but I have to say it again as Emmy season is upon us. Heels can go fuck themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every Time you know you dressed up, you have this pressure that you're supposed i'm not talking about a platform i'm not talking about a boot booty with a with a heel i'm not talking about an espadrille i'm talking about a you know a shoe that keeps us down. A shoe that when I watch a group, a gaggle of women, a gaggle of women, because that's a real nice way to talk about a group of women, (laughs) crossing a street in New York City and three left behind in the dust because they can't (laughs) walk. And I just think... The car's going to hit them, and if we were in the wild, like an animal would eat them. Mm -hmm. They are the the stragglers and crippled, and they're the first to go home at night because they can't walk. And so when all the wheeling and dealing happens at these events, women are like, I have to get out of here because I'm going to cry die (laughs) because I can't move. And so I had this idea that when you go to any kind of event or red carpet or any bullshit where you have to get your picture taken, you want your ass like three inches higher than it already sits if you were in a flat, You have a cubby at the end. You check your shoes. Somebody gives you flip flops and you enjoy your night and you go and make big fat deals and you control the world. (laughs) But if you have to wear the heel
1: is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's. That's what I. The that's second why. shoe. The second shoe is a really important component of of being. Let's just uh, obliterate the first shoe. Yeah. Can we just yeah.
6: obliterate it? And I get it. Some people are like, I just feel comfortable in a heel. No, you don't. You don't do yoga in heels. You don't feel
3: comfortable in a heel. It's a lie. Eat your shishito peppers. And enjoy your heels. <laughs> You'll be over here with your bra. <laughs> I I definitely liked that your first one. Your first one was like, you guys have probably tread this. <laughs> You guys have probably been here. Oh, so cliche. Of course, of course, they talked about shishitos. Uh,
1: one time I had a shishito pepper. I got the hot one and it was so hot. When I got home I had and I went to bed, I had nightmares about how hot the pepper was.
3: <laughs> oh my God, I've never had. I was like, when you were saying shishito peppers were hot, I was uh-huh. like, no, they're not. Yeah, I, I was just like categorically
2: a, like there's always one there's always one Okay, there is yeah. yeah. one. I was like Grace come on I, yeah I, I don't I don't think that they're too spicy but there's always one the, na- always the one. nightmare pepper they call it I call yeah. it the it's, nightmare more, it's <laughs> more the communal sharing <laughs> they, of it
3: they call it the nightmare pepper <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I
6: call it the nightmare get pepper. some edamame <laughs> like even <laughs> sure. that somebody pulled it out of a freezer and stuck it in a bowl but like you know
1: it's still an ingredient yeah I respect all these hills that we're all gonna die on but that's all the time we have this was so fun this was so fun Kayla Watkins, Thank you, Michaela, Carrie Deel, Grace Parra, me, and we'll be back next week with more hysteria. <laughs> Like what you heard, please rate us on iTunes and tell all your friends. We'll be back next week.
5: If you want to get naughty, me up sips of a hot toddy. You want to get knocked out, do be sorry. You want to go cry out to mommy. Do my one two step with the bass drum. I'm in the coconut, make me come straight from the
6: bottle. I start this rum. I'm gonna get me some. give